Welcome back to Catherine's Corner. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Kirsten and you're listening to A Quiet Corner of the Internet where we talk about our feelings and thoughts and how we can grow into better humans. Make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you like to listen from to never miss an episode every Friday, supposedly. <laughs> and if you want to stay updated on the show, you can go join our little community over at Catherine's Corner. The name of the show. Literally type it into Google and I'll probably be right there. All right, guys, how are we doing? So what happened was, <laughs> I the episode was supposed to come last week. I had, I did my outline, I did the questions, I was ready to record, and you see, I am not a single mother here. This mic is a child divorce, <laughs> and this mic was staying with Mama Natalie. And Mama Natalie forgot to give the mic into my custody. But she gave it into my custody for this weekend. And I've been really busy this weekend. So um, this episode's going to be a really interesting energy. But I think that's just the theme for this season. We're about to have very interesting energy. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. I hope you're well. I'm very excited for today's topic because I think about it constantly. Not constantly, but you get the vibes. Let's just get into it, shall we? Okay, babes. So, for today's topic, I I don't know about you, but I'm on the side of YouTube that is a lot of video essays about pop culture from both a music standpoint to a media standpoint, which by proxy means a social media standpoint as well. And excuse my desk, I'm leaning on it and she is creaky. As I was saying, um, I don't know about you, but I find influencer culture fascinating. It is so deeply unnatural. It doesn't make sense. Can't live with them. I'm joking, but it's, it's insane. It's so fascinating to think about. And I think, I don't think influencers, I know I've talked about fandom before. I know, I think fandom is a microcosm of how we operate as a society. I think influencers are just like a microscopic version of celebrity culture. And the more we understand influencer culture, the more we understand celebrity culture, and the more we understand how the fuck we got into this mess in the first place. Because influencers typically are regular people gain a following for being regular people and they turn into these like millionaire d-lister type stars that their niches know of and they have tons of money for being alive and it's a very weird dynamic but i feel like we're in a bit of an influencer lull right now like when you think of the top influencers you're either thinking of people who are big in like 2017 of like YouTube era or TikTokers. And even when you think of those TikTokers, can you actually describe what about their persona or act makes them an influencer besides the fact that they just have a lot of followers thanks to the algorithm? You can't think of a single TikToker that would influence me because of themselves as a person versus the fact that my FYP is curated to my own interests, you know? I don't even think I follow TikTokers closely. 
I'm not sure if anyone does. Maybe the younger generation does because it's more their thing. But I think it'd be quite difficult. So I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to have a little think tank moment about influencers. Where are they going? And do they really need to go at all? Because I know that people aren't a fan of them, but I honestly think that they do kind of serve a bit of a purpose. I know this doesn't make sense because I literally had a whole episode being anti-stan culture and influencer culture is just an extension of that, but I do think they serve a purpose. So I want to talk about it before I get in to how I feel about influencers and how I feel about how influencer culture will continue to evolve. I want to look at the questions I asked you guys over a week ago now by the time you get this episode because I think I will be releasing it on the same day as another episode. A little treat, a double treat for your patience with me. But I did go ahead and ask you all some questions. So for the questions that I asked, um, we just got right into it. The first question was, how engaged are you with influencer culture? Um, 78% of you said, who cares? And 22% of you said, I fuck with it. I think I'm in... mm, I was about to say I'm in the 22%, but am I? I just care about my influencers. I don't really care about influencers in general, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people are like that with the kind of things they're interested in, you know? Like, I would consider... What are they... I would consider Twitch streamers influencers. With how much power they hold, they're definitely influencers. Definitely. Definitely influencers. The next question was, do you think influencer culture has changed over time? 29% of you said same shit, different day. And 71% of you said they keep evolving. And I, I agree. I also think that influencers continue to evolve in how they influence people. And I find that really fascinating, personally. Um, I realize some of you guys don't actually know what influencer culture is, and I did define it a little bit. Um, but just to clarify some more, the difference between influencer culture compared to stan culture, for example, is that influencer culture tends to focus around online personalities that are known for just being online personalities, which is why we look at people like Emma Chamberlain, Jake Paul, and Charlie D'Amelio, and not people like Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, and so on, you know? And there's people who ride like a weird fine line between them. Like Bo Burnham is someone who is the product of the internet, but he's not an influencer because his work isn't focused on selling you something, whether it's a lifestyle or a product. His work is focused on conveying his own creativity and themes within his creativity and entertaining people which influencers do, but not on purpose, you know? They just share parts of themselves, and that's part of the entertainment. So that's the difference to me. That's why choice of one, I wouldn't consider an influencer either. I don't consider Conan Gray an influencer anymore. Conan Gray is an excellent case study for this, because he started off as an influencer by doing vlogs of his life, where you saw how he lived and giving tutorials and his own perspectives on how life should be or could be 
and then he shifted into music and now we don't know anything about how he chooses to live his life currently we know very little about his opinions outside of him being very anti-romance with his love songs we don't know much about him anymore whereas before we had the illusion of knowing a lot about him and i feel like that's what makes an influencer an influencer the parasocial relationship that you have with them and it's very different than what we have with celebrities but moving on to the next question do you have any mannerisms or habits you've picked up from content creators because it is the embodiment of them influencing you which is why i asked 75% of you said there's quite a few and only 25% of you said never ever ever it's gonna happen or you're a liar because it has happened i asked for some examples because i thought it'd be fun um one of you said that it kind of falls into like that bucket of like just internet culture which i think is something to consider how much influencer culture has shaped how we interact with each other on the internet and one could say as an exception that we're all influencers and why it's so easy for anyone to become influencers because of how much power they have in forming internet culture because the more people do something more influential the person who started the thing becomes even if they're not really responsible for the root of what it is you know what i mean another one of you guys giving gave another great example which was hey sisters (laughs) which is i get visceral reaction to that one no visceral reaction it flashed in your head when i said i said that you felt that when i said that We'll never escape. We'll never escape. Another one of you guys had mentioned self-affirmations in the morning as a habit or mannerism that you picked up, which seems to be a more recent thing. It's something that I personally really like about influencer culture, which I'll get into more later. Uh, But it's an excellent example of what I mean. Like lingo, trends just new habits you might have not taken on otherwise these all fall into what influencer culture does to us without us even really thinking about it which is why i think it's so funny when people distance themselves from it and finally i asked you guys to tell me some of your favorite influencers and content creators over the years um because i know for me personally as someone who was like raised by the internet it's changed a lot depending on what platforms i was on and what i was interested in and so on so i wanted to know some of yours um we got some niche ones uh like staple your mouth shut on tiktok the fact that a tiktoker was mentioned like this is what i mean this is what i mean it's changing it's changing um that person on tiktok bretman rock i love bretman rock to me he's the ideal influencer we don't know too much about him he doesn't use his power to push an agenda at all he just lives his life and chooses peace and that's what an influencer should be to me and i asked you guys if y'all fuck with bretman and 100 percent of you said yes because how can he not he is the perfect influencer he's one of the few i didn't get mad about being invited to the met gala you know um another one of you guys based off the answer mentioned ricky and denzel um ricky thompson in case y'all don't know which another great example of a good influencer you know very little about them they're just there to entertain serve looks live their life and it's what we like to see 
but that's all i got from you guys for this week thank you again for participating and thank you again for your patience with this episode since you participated so long ago so i bet a lot of you forgot about those answers but that being said i think it's time for a word from our sponsor don't you agree time it is it's time for the favorites of the day or week or whatever um i tried to pick things based around influencer culture and how influencer culture has been affecting me um but my first thing was tea time i hosted a tea time here at my campus apartment um for an org that i'm involved in at school and I've been hosting tea time for years. I host tea time virtually at home. And if you're confused as to to what I mean by tea time, um, literally just inviting people over to drink tea and like just chat and, you know, bond and enjoy each other's presence and spill tea, you know? That's what tea time is for. It's for the girls, it's for the gays, it's for everyone in between. (laughs) I know. I hosted Tea Time and I got to know a lot of people I didn't know as well a lot better and I definitely want to do it more often because it just reminded me of how much I just genuinely enjoy people and enjoy spending time with my friends and having downtime like that to unwind. So, very happy about that. That was my influencer moment of the past week or two, you know? Next on my favorites for this week is the Everything Else podcast. Um, Everything Else is a podcast run, recorded, and hosted by Connor Franta. And if that name does not ring a bell to you, Connor Franta was formerly a member of O2L, which was like the One Direction of YouTube at the time, because significantly less problematic than MadCon, but definitely had a very aggressive cult following. Um, Connor Franta is also known for his coming out video during the 20, like mid 2010s era of coming out videos. Um, now he does a lot of photography with a lot of A-list celebrities and he's written three books. He is just an excellent, just content creator is the best way I can put it, but in a way that's very creative and I respect a lot. And, but his podcast, everything else, is very laid back, very much, um, what's that podcast that Mike's Mike has, what happens when you jump in an elevator, where, like, you're addressing pop culture, but not too seriously, and you get a little bit of what's going on in his life, he has an advice segment, I might steal some ideas from that, I just, I love it, and I love Connor's persona. And his videos have always been very comforting to me over the years. So I'm so happy I made a podcast. So happy about it. I highly recommend. If you enjoy Cather's Corner, you'll easily enjoy everything else. Same energy. Same energy. My final favorite for the day, week, whatever. I don't know why I have it as favorites of the day. It's favorites of the week. My final favorite of this week is Notion. I, Notion, if you're out there and you want to sponsor me, 
I will take it because I fucking love Notion. And Notion, as messy as restarting the podcast has been from like a scheduling standpoint with this mic custody we got going on here, Notion is the reason that all this fun stuff I'm trying to do with the podcast is happening. It is such a good organizing service. It's like the perfect digital bullet journal. It's free. It's very intuitive once you take the time to use it. Very customizable. The design of it, like just uh, I'm loving the interface. I'm loving the user-friendly design of it. I love Notion. I love Notion so much. And you should be very thankful to Notion because if Notion wasn't a thing, I cannot guarantee this podcast would have come back. (laughs) So just a moment of praise for Notion. All right. That being said, those are my favorites of the day. You need to be quiet, cell phone. Let's get in to tea time so I can tell you how I feel about these influencers. Okay, like I said two seconds ago, I want to talk about influencer culture because honesty time, I, honesty, honest tea time, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt at some point. Let me write that down. Let me write that down right now. Honesty time. You're hearing the clacks and everything. Real time, baby. Real time. But anyways, honesty time. I kind of love influencer culture. I know. I know. I know I had a whole episode being anti-stan culture, but considering the fact that I have a stan account, I'm a liar who lies. Because I'm a liar. Who lies? I love Phoebe Bridgers. Anyways. I'm a hypocrite. And I'm proud. I'm a hypocrite and I'm proud. And I know we liking influencer culture is hypocritical, but here's the thing. The culture is so hilarious to me because it's the most hyperbolic form of just celebrity culture. Like, think of the Paul brothers, think of the vlog squad. None of it makes sense. It feels like surrealism IRL. Surrealism IRL, or I guess online? I don't know. But you get what I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But I also think there's something to be said for the current state of content creation for influencers being small scale because we're kind of like out of this era of these big squads that are popular among a lot of people. Even the content creation houses for TikTok aren't popular in the same way that like the Paul Brothers squad was or the vlog squad was David Dobrik was. It's not the same. They don't hold the same amount of power. Like, I don't even know. They feel, if, you know what it feels like? It feels like how they tried to have those like two boy bands after One Direction that formed on like the X Factor or something. You know what I'm talking about? I can't remember what they're, what the names of the bands are called. And that I think says, like when they, you know, why don't we? Like the band, why don't we? And then there's another one that I can't even remember the name of, which is so sad because I low-key like them more. But it's like when they tried to do that after One Direction to try and have another boy band moment. 
but it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna hold the same power because people know the ins and outs now. They know the things to look for. We're not gonna buy into the scam again. It's not happening. I need like a little bit of something. <laughs> Water. But that's why I think small scale influencers are gonna be where it's at for a while. Because the thing is, as far as selling things to people goes, people want humanity. That's why companies have just started becoming that. Instead of paying influencers to sell their shit for them, they're getting social media managers to do it and be as human as possible so that you become besties with Dunkin' Donuts on TikTok or besties with Cinemark on TikTok or besties with Paramount on TikTok or or begging for like a comment from Tinder, you know? So that you can have some like tweet rapport with like I don't know, Wendy's? That's that's what's happening now. We want humanity, and there's no way to have humanity if you have these, like, large entity-type influencers like we had in the 2010s. Smaller influencers are gonna be where it's at for some- <laughs> Smaller influencers are gonna be where it's at from now on. I'm not cutting that out. That's just how I talk. That's literally the amount of times I've stuttered and had, like, word vomity, word salady, that's not what word salad sounds like, you know what I mean, I just trip over my words because I'm just so big brained, (laughs) I'm just so smart that like the words come out too fast and then they jumble themselves into themselves, see that didn't even make sense, you know, I just, it's hard to talk when you just have such big ideas, (laughs) anyways, Personally, I think that most of us have lost trust in stereotypical influencers. So that's why the small scale ones are better. And we're more likely to trust them. And it's a lot easier to build a parasocial dynamic with an influencer with a hundred something thousand followers versus one with millions, you know? And I think on the other side for influencers, it keeps them from being desensitized from their audience. Because hitting your first 100,000 subscribers compared to your first million, very different feelings. Because the human brain just does not compute large numbers with large difference. Think about that to yourself. Think about how different a thousand feels to a hundred thousand compared to how different a hundred thousand feels to a million. There's a much bigger difference with the former than the latter because that's just how our brains work. We don't like having too much to work with. So I think we'll continue to see a lot of influencers either choose to become C-list celebrities or just be the everyday man that we can relate to, you know? And some of them will choose both, like Emma Chamberlain. Trust me, I love Emma Chamberlain, but the reason she came into power (laughs) is because she was the everyday girl, the basic girl, you know, hat girl. And then she rebranded into this kind of low-level celebrity that is good at being a celebrity. She's classy, she knows how to shut her mouth, and she's real. She's like what people thought Jennifer Lawrence was like during her Hunger Games era. (laughs) But I think that all being said, it leaves the question of like, what the fuck does it even mean to be an influencer if anyone can be an influencer? So to me, I define it as 
niche communities. Just people who are big within their niche. I think when people try making content for large communities or try to make content for everyone, it ends up becoming very watered down and you lose the person behind it. But when you think about something like Twitch, for example, with like the dream universe and that network of Minecraft streamers, follow me here. Follow I know you're I know you just shut down and I need you to come back because I'm being serious. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. This is a serious manner. I know you I know you're sick of seeing them trend on Twitter. I know I know you don't know who Snapnap is. Neither do I. Not, I don't know who this white man is either, but they have millions of people who are deeply invested in them and whatever they're creating. And that is because they're not trying to be making contact for millions of people. They're just trying to make Minecraft content. And by making content for a niche community, they have found a larger community. And within that larger community, you have all these different creators who are working with each other and collaborating and exchanging ideas. And that is what creates a more monolithic culture, which we've lost because people don't watch television anymore, which is fine. We don't have stations where we sit down at the same time every week watching the same thing. The closest we're going to get to that is through our online communities and these phenomenons and these memes, which is harder when memes go out of fashion so quick. Which brings us back to the niche communities. Niche communities is how we bond with each other. It always has been, it has been like that in real life and it'll continue to be like that on the internet. So right now, I don't see influencers as influencers at all. I see them as moderators to a larger conversation or entertainers in whatever niche they are. So I guess with that all being said, the next question, am I an influencer? And to that I say, don't think about it too much. Alright guys, before we go, I want to do a breathing exercise with you. Are you ready? In, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six. Before you go, remember to follow or subscribe wherever you like to listen from to receive future episodes. This podcast is available to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and Stitcher. If you want to stay updated on the show, you can join our little community over at Kathy's Corner. You're amazing. You're doing what you can. Take care, and I'll see you here next week, I promise, on Kathy's Corner.